Hey, welcome back to the Informed Airmen. So glad you could join us. It's a show by Airmen for Airmen. And so thankful that you found us on your podcast station. Today we have in with us none other than the legend himself, Mass Sergeant Keith Heimerts out of Ellsworth Air Force Base. He's a senior NCO in the Air Force, doing just a ton of great things. Keith, how you doing, man? I'm good. It's good to see you again. You as well. I'm trying to use my podcast voice. How's it going? It sounds amazing. I love it. <laughs> now we're done with we're done with the lies to the real truth. He's like, hey, <laughs> you have a face for radio, but you don't have the voice for it. That's what he's really saying. So anyway, uh, Keith, uh, it is good to see you again, man. Uh, so Keith and I um, were stationed out at Ellsworth. He's he's still out there. Uh, I was stationed with him there for a, a little bit of time, and and man, just has a heart for airmen. Uh, to serve airmen and to help airmen. It just really, I should say, right, Keith, just help humans, right? It doesn't matter if they're they're airmen or not. Uh, and, you, and you've done something really amazing uh, with the SkillBridge Network. But before we get into that, man, why don't you tell the team just a little bit about yourself, uh, what you want us to know, uh, who you are, what you're about, man. Okay, well, I guess before you talk me up too much, I am nobody special. I'm nobody important. Uh, I'm just a random dude that likes to help people. Um and I've got some production skills, and I think maybe that's helped me get the word out a little better. But, you know, I'm uh, from Argyle, Missouri, small town, 165 people, and um, my uncle had 2,000 acres that I went over and basically grew up on a farm as well. So I kind of had that hard work ethic, um, you know, ingrained at a very young age. Um, and then when I joined the military, uh, hated my first enlistment and got in a lot of trouble. So... Obviously, I'm still here. I'm a senior NCO, so I figured it out, but that's allowed me to really help younger airmen, you know, because I can relate. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, I think you hit the nail on the head. We're just people. It doesn't matter what what your your what's on your chest, you yeah. know. Um, <clears throat> we need to be able to help each other out so that way things get done um, above a mediocre level, if you will. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, now I'm the... Uh, Airman Development Advisor. We used to be called Career Advisors, but, and I have an approved retirement date of 1 August of 2023. Congratulations, brother. Thank you. I, I know you don't like people bragging on you, but um, Keith, I know you've given a lot to this nation. Um, I saved this so you wouldn't tear up earlier when we were doing our pre-chat. Um, so, so ladies and gentlemen uh, of the court, I present to you <laughs> the key witness. Uh, but uh, seriously, uh, thanks for what you've done for our nation, man. Uh, and for all of our airmen uh, and service members at large, which we're about to talk about uh, how you've helped above and beyond just airmen. Uh, and I, I'm not qualifying or quantifying airmen with the word just, but uh, you have impacted literally thousands of people, man. Um, and so there's been some, a lot of deployments in there. Uh, Keith obviously left out a lot of stuff from when he was born to when he sits in front of us tonight, uh, but it's been on an incredible journey. And, and man, I'm just thankful that our paths crossed uh, because I've learned a lot from you. I knew you were 100% the right fit um, when you got put in that position. I just happened to be on the same uh, air patch as you when you got hired for that position. I uh, couldn't have been a better a better person, a better fit, man. So uh, I'm glad uh, if there were haters out there that you showed them exactly what right looks like, man. Um, and so anyway, you started something called the SkillBridge Network. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, what, what that is. What is the SkillBridge Network? And, and am I even using the right terminology and, and what that what that is really about? Yeah, no, you definitely are. Uh, so SkillBridge Network is just a unofficial way for 
um, you know, brand new airmen all the way up to, you know, E9s. Oh, there's a ton of officers, but it's not just Air Force, it's uh, DOD, it's Army, Navy, Air Force, um, Coast Guard, Marines, Air Guard, Air Reserve, you name it, right? All everything and everyone is in this group. And so skill bridge is, uh, you know, the DOD skill bridge program. And this, in my personal opinion, is the best thing since tuition assistance. Mm. Um, I think, and I'm a firm believer that you take care of people while you are serving. So that way, um, you know, you do a great job, uh, in regards to national security reasons. Right. But also I think as leaders, all of us need to take this responsibility serious that we need to um, help our folks uh, attain what they need to get, whether that be education or credentials or whatever it may be to make sure that they have a great life after the service. And I think that maybe there is this idea that once you're out, you're forgotten about. And, you know, and, and to be completely honest, I thought that as well until I really got into, into this, um, into this, uh, this group, if you will, and the skill bridge space and the veteran hiring space. And when you go on LinkedIn and you see just hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of folks who have transitioned out of the military, you, you start to see a common theme. And that theme is that what we used to think that we're alone in this corner over here and that maybe there's some nasty people out here in this world is that there are so many unbelievable mentors out there that want to help other people out that have gone through this process. It's just, it's astounding. And the idea for the group here was that, um, a nothing like this exists, So any complicated government program, there's going to be questions, you know, and if there's no way for people to have a Q&A of of any kind of sort anywhere on the actual official page, then, you know, let's just create something unofficial. And this allows all of us as um, people going through the skill bridge process to bounce ideas off of each other to say, you know, what about BAH? What about um, jobs in this area, or what do you think about this hiring initiative? Has anybody gone through this skill bridge program that is it good? Is it bad? Um, but what's really cool about this is that the group is now at 31.5 thousand members across, you know, the whole it's global. And a lot of these people, you know, I would say five, six, 7,000 of them have gone through the process already. And I'm trying to make it to where, hey, you've gone through this, maybe skill bridge per se isn't um, that important to you anymore. But what is important is you're, you're always a mentor. You, you went through this, you know, and the, the um, information that you have, and especially if you have a good heart, uh, there are just so many of us out there that just need that. We need yeah. to hear the success stories. We need to hear the the pain points. We need to hear what's good about this, what's bad about that. And this network provides all of that, but it also provides a platform in one of the narratives I'm really trying to push now is to get our young airmen, soldiers, Marines, um, you name it, right. To start a degree path and start learning about certifications uh, at their first duty, at their first duty station. A lot of us fall 
um, into a trap to where, you know, we want to get a degree, um, bachelor's, master's, whatever, and maybe certifications way, way down the road. Um, but we want to do this in something that is um, that aligns with our AFSC or MOS or rating for whatever reason. We think it's going to really just help us with promotions and come to find out maybe it does a little bit, but not nearly as much as what we thought. So then we waste all of these years burning our tuition assistance. And whenever we're at our four, six year, 10, 20 year mark, <clears throat> we basically have to start over because, because unless you really love the job that you're doing in the military. And as a career advisor, I can tell you that that is not true yeah. for the large majority of people, you know, and I think it's very, very important to to announce and for people to just understand that there are thousands of companies across the nation that have veteran hiring initiatives. And if you are the kind of person, you need to be the kind of person, right? To where once you're done with your training, um, start conducting information, informational interviews with these companies that fit your why. So the, the Air Force, and I say this all the time, the Air Force is great. The Army's great. The Navy's great. The Marines are great. And what we're doing is, is, is phenomenal. I mean, it really is, especially once you've been a, a long time and you're looking at it from a strategic point of view down. It's it's insane how we can get all of this stuff done. But is it really your why? You know, maybe it is during the time that you serve, but everybody hangs up the uniform. There is a single person in the service that does not hang this uniform up. And once you do, whether you transition uh, as a separate T or you retire, I really hope that um, you're going to do something that fulfills your why. What do you want to do when you grow up? Like truly. And understand that the military has almost every resource that you could possibly think of to help you get to that. Um, so from there, all you have to do is close the skill gap and network a little bit. And of course, it's very difficult. It's stressful. It's hard. I'm going through it right now. Um, but if you don't give up and you've set yourself up for that, um, you can have a very, very, very fulfilling life. And I think that's what it's all about. So I'm really trying to get after that piece. How do I help my brothers and sisters have a really good life? That's, that's awesome, Keith. You know, there's, there's so many uh, gold nuggets, if you will. And what you just shared with us, you spent maybe, maybe six, seven minutes sharing that, uh, a lot of information. And so I want to Go back, if you don't mind, and pull the thread on a couple of things. Um, you know, it's it's uh, interesting when we talk about education within the armed services. Uh, me and you both are airmen, so the Air Force definitely takes a little bit different look at it with its enlisted corps than a lot of the other services. Now, I'm not saying the other services don't have education programs and plans. We do have the only service that has a community college uh, for the service, uh, specifically for the service. Um, so I think that drove a little bit definitely within my and your time frames of you were probably a young airman. I was a young NCO time frame of, you know, coming up that was pushed pretty heavy about uh, getting a college education. So I think the Air Force probably, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but potentially has a higher level of percentage or higher percentage of enlisted with degrees. You have an awesome point, though. I don't know how many times I heard it growing up. I uh, get a degree that focuses on something that the that benefits your career or benefits the Air Force uh, Uh, you know, kind of that mentality. And, and maybe that had, I'm not saying it was wrong necessarily, uh, 100%, it wasn't 100% wrong, but I, a lot of the Air Force was different than mine and your generation of airmen stay in 20, 30 years. Uh, I, I foresee that potentially changing over the next few years, right? A retirement system is different. 
Uh, there's a lot of different things that affect whether people stay in or, you know, do 20 years. I mean, there's a lot of people in the corporate world that don't necessarily go work for a company now starting out and plan to be there for 30, 40 years, right? It just doesn't happen like it used to. So I love your point, and I, and I want our, because uh, that's what this show is about. It's just making sure our airmen, in this case airmen, but anybody that listens to it can benefit from it, are informed. You make your own decisions, but here we're going to try to do our best to give you our perspectives uh, and inform you. I tell people, look, if the Air Force is going to pay for your education, uh, in our case for airmen, what do you want to do? What do you want to get your education in? I think this is Caleb's opinion, my perspective. When I'm looking at records and you've got a college education, I don't necessarily look at it as whether it's pro or, or you know, not supporting the Air Force as the best as it could be or as best as Airman X over here. You, it, it's not easy to get in a college education. So you put through the effort and put forth the work. So I'm going to take that off the table for a second and focus on what are you going to do when you retire or separate from United States Air Force or in their case, United States military as you're trying to help all DOD. 100% agree and support your, your idea there, Keith, on, hey, get something that you want. Get certifications as applicable and available that you want. Uh, the Air Force, the military at large, takes a lot from its members. And I, and I mean that in not a negative way, but, hey, we got we to go do our nation's business. We're the M portion of the dime strategy, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so we're, we're going to be times where the, the military calls on us to do something. So take advantage, and I mean this in all positive ways, take advantage of what the military is going to support you with. Whatever your branch TA does, I know in the Air Force, we got a pretty nice TA plan. Uh, and uh, so anyway, just wanted to point that out and to uh, affirm that of like, hey, that's absolutely uh, good information. That's, if you don't want to be, I was a dirt boy, you're POL, right? If that's not what you want to be when you separate, you know, there's a lot of airmen that come in to your point, man, that they're not happy with what they're doing. They're not even doing what they chose to do. They ended up in a career field, right? Yep. Guess what? There isn't a degree of such a thing that I'm aware of, but a dirt boy bachelor's degree, right? A bachelor's learning how to bulldozer. Like, I'm not going to do that for the rest of my life. I love being a dirt boy. That's an awesome, fun time. Um, but at the same time, I know my body's not going to support that when I'm 60 years old, right? Mm -hmm. Heck, it won't support it now at 40 plus. We ain't going to talk about how old <laughs> right. I am. Um, but, but anyway, so I really appreciate that. The other thing, man, 31.5 thousand. So 31 and a half thousand people, man, that is it's crazy. And, and so it's crazy in a good way because I'm thinking about Man, uh, all the people that you've been able to positively affect, maybe not directly on every case, right, but being able to create a network of connection to help people. And something else that you said to me, it really stuck out to me. 5,000 or so have already completed or gone through SkillBridge and now out of the military transition, got their own uh, career in the civilian or corporate sector that are still there. Man, it just goes to show you the character of our service members still there trying to help brothers and sisters out and navigate it. Man, do you have any um, stories that you're willing to share? And if you don't want off the top of your head, that's fine. We can put them in the show notes if applicable of like good news stories of like, hey, you know, before this program came along, here's kind of like how it looked and you just kind of out on your own alone and unafraid or maybe alone and afraid. Uh, as compared to like a good news story that uh, uh, came out uh, from you having this network and establishing this network? Yeah, so I guess a good news story. Honestly, there there are tens of thousands of them. So <clears throat> um, to narrow it down to like one, two or three, I don't feel like would give the group um, the justice that it deserves and, and, and the people in the group. I'm just someone that created a Facebook group and I got some production skills, you know what I mean? And I can make a YouTube video here and there. It's the people that are, um, true leaders, you know, that have a, that have a heart, that have a big heart that want to see people succeed, that keep this group growing and, and why it's made it so fast. And, 
um, when you look at the stats, uh, there are anywhere from us really slow month is going to be like 2000 comments. And um, I've had months in here to where it's like five or 6,000 comments, you know, and um, out of those comments, there are tens of thousands of reactions. And then when you think about, and if you understand how social media works, the majority of people aren't commenting and they're not reacting. Um, so I have seen it time and time and time and time and time and time and time again to where a question is asked that might sound really dumb and there is no such thing, you know, and a question gets asked, somebody answers the question and then points that person into the correct trajectory. And the next thing you know, now they are working with a mentor at Veterati. And then eight months later, they say, hey, I just landed this dream job, SkillBridge. I went through SkillBridge. Here it is. We are good to go. And, like, you know, and I recognize these names in the network. And um, I've, I've just seen that over and over again. And that's those are the feel good stories, I guess you could say, because this is a true platform to where it is no kidding. Um, not just veterans helping veterans, but military members helping military members before we become veterans. And it's not just Air Force, it's across the entire DOD. And gosh, tens of thousands of people, uh, questions have been answered and people pointing in the right direction. Uh, people getting jobs, spouses getting jobs, veterans that have been out for a few years or learning about programs that they didn't know existed, like vet tech that they're getting signed up for. And I just think that that is just phenomenal because they deserve that. They deserve that. You know, they serve their country. This is not this is not an easy thing to do. And now they're going to get taken care of. You know, uh, you said something interesting there. You're like, hey, I'm just a I'm just a guy to your terms. I think it was a guy that or a man or however you termed it. Uh, that just created a Facebook page. And um, I know you know this, Keith, but I'm going to say it anyway, just because I just, um, I'm chief obvious over here, but um, it, it takes a leader to have the, first, the recognition that there's something missing, right? Uh, and, and a vision to see the future. I know people uh, listening to this won't be able to see me pointing at my big old nugget, but <laughs> to have the vision to see the future of what, and the possibilities, and then to get off their rump and actually go do something about it. Uh, I think there was a, a person one time, might have been the sixth president of the United States. I'm not really good with all the numbers in the president, presidents, but John Quincy Adams might have said, if your actions inspire this to do more, dream more, become more, you are a leader. And, and Keith, I just want to give you props on, on whatever level that this platform reaches, um, that you are a leader, man. Uh, so don't ever sell yourself short. I appreciate your humility. Uh, but just for everybody else out there, uh, Keith did more than create a, a page uh, connection because there's like uh, multiple different social platforms that you have it on. But also, man, I, I'm just wondering, too, to just kind of hammer this point home, how many people actually found out about the SkillBridge program based on your network? Not that they were struggling in the program, but just found out that there was a program. Right. Uh, so hats off to you, because our service members of all branches definitely deserve the best that, that can be offered to them. Um, having said that, what do you think is, uh, what attracts corporations to military members? In your experience and, and seeing the kind of the, the I guess the results of uh, the positive side of SkillBridge and, you know, going through the program and now starting to enter it yourself. What is it that you feel like the the employers outside the military, so in corporate world, what are they looking for that military members offer? Right. So I think before I answer that question, I got to say this, and that's that 
Uh, when we go to work every single day, we see each other in uniform. Everybody's pretty much the same. And <clears throat> when you are a rock star in the military and you try to compare that to the civilian world, there's almost no comparison. If you are uh, mediocre in the military, you are a rock star in the corporate world, you know, and the soft skills that we bring, the experiences that we bring, the work ethic that we have, the the fundamental leadership concepts that we have are unmatched in the corporate world. They just are, you know, and um, that is really what it is, you know, in a lot of civilian companies, from what I've seen, especially the big ones, um, there's a reason why SkillBridge is so successful is because you can throw us in any situation that you could possibly think of, and we are going to figure out a way to solve the problem. Um, and civilians, I'm sure some of them are like that, but we are kind of trained to, to be like that. We have to be like that. You know, you can't, you can't deploy somewhere and not figure it out. So whereas um, civilians, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying, how do I say that politically correct? I don't want to be, I don't want to throw anything uh, shady on, on your podcast here, but. No, you're, you're fine. I think what, I, what I'm taking away from what you're saying there is, um, you know, there's, there's not that any one particular human is, is, is better or not better. It's just our experiences, what we've been exposed to, right? Yes. Uh, NBA players aren't good at the NFL necessarily. There might be a couple that are pretty good at running offensive tackle, but probably not holistically, right? So right. I think in the military, to your point, man, we're just exposed to different things. There's mm -hmm. some things that in the corporate world, they're much better at, uh, or maybe marginally better in some cases, but in some cases much better than we are in the military. Uh, and then there's vice versa, right? So I think it's, it's not that it's not politically correct or politically correct. I think it just you're just stating, hey, we come from different worlds, essentially, right? So right. I would say from a CEO perspective or, or a business, an entrepreneurial uh, perspective. So if I have a business and that business is to make money, I want to have the best people on my team. And um, when you throw military folks in there or veterans in there, and that goes back to the, you could throw any problem at us and we're going to figure it out. Well, it just so happens that it's actually very good for business, you know, and I think that that's probably one of the most transferable skills is that we just have the ability to figure it out, you know, and we don't stop, we make it happen. Um, and once the job is done, then we're maybe satisfied, depending on the level of what we did it, you know, there's no, there's no, well, we did it and it's, it's uh, mediocre, like, no, we did it and it's, it's perfect, <laughs> you know, and I just think that that's such a rare quality that we don't realize that the overwhelming majority of us have until you do separate. And then you see uh, all your counterparts, you know, and then you, and then you realize like, wow, I guess I did get indoctrinated. <laughs> yeah. I think too, to your point, man, it goes back to your education and certification comment. Sometimes people like are resistant to the machine, right. And the air force and all service branches, honestly, it is a big machine, right? I mean, it's a big uh, you know, bureaucratic machine, essentially, in some cases, right? And I'm not saying that in a negative way. That's just the way life is. Um, and, and and it's just sometimes it makes us effective, right? In some instances, I mean, it, you need a bureaucracy to keep you a checks and balance and all that. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's times where, you know, in, in the military, uh, where we have these skills uh, that maybe aren't necessarily transferable. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm, I'm interested in... Uh, you know, because a lot of uh, corporations now are trying to uh, become flat, right, if you will, and, and less communication, less bureaucracy. Some of us have grown up in that. 
some of us that, uh, like I said earlier, rage against the machine and say, hey, I don't want to get the education. I don't want to get the certifications uh, because that's what the machine wants me to do and not looking at it from a, a standpoint of like, hey, this is going to make me better potentially, uh, make me more open-minded, more of a critical thinker, better uh, analytic, uh, analytical, if you will, and potentially make me more marketable on the outside because I bring some of the things you're talking about from the military that are, yes, corporations love that, decisive, uh, great under pressure, those types of things. And now I've got also these other things that make me a little more marketable. Uh, and I, and I want to go back to that. We'll go back to that in just a second. But in the interim, some of those things aren't transferable, uh, right? Uh, depending on certain career fields, uh, some things just aren't transferable of what you might have been, quote unquote, indoctrinated with. Um, not that they're not good. It's just don't, don't fit in the corporate world. So I have seen, too, where people go and um, I don't know if you've experienced this where I'm going to ask for your advice on, on what you would advise service members on their on their transition I see some people, I think, tend to just expect a corporation to give them a job just because they are a veteran, mm -hmm. right? This is true. Um, so what would be your advice in that regard and in that frame? Because you are right. There's a lot of stuff that service members, transitioning service members bring to the fight, so to speak, that are great. But there's some things that maybe you just have advice on that you want people to know, like you've kind of seen and hey, maybe this didn't go the best way for whatever reason. And what would your, your biggest advice for service members transitioning be in that regard? It's a struggle for all of us. It's a struggle for me. And I have this platform, you know, I've been struggling, um, trying to find something that I would fit into, you know, and you would think that um, I would have it all figured out. Of course, I don't have it all figured out. There's too much information. Um, I think there are three rules in life if you want to be successful and you need to be humble, you need to be hungry and you need to be smart. And um, you have to learn how to hustle. And, and you hit the nail on the head there because you can have all of these soft skills, but at the end of the day, uh, a corporation is going to want a resume, right? So, and, and, and it's funny you mentioned this because I briefed ALS today and I'm basically going to say the exact same thing here is what I told them. And for those that maybe don't know what an ALS is, it's an Airman Leadership School. It's for our um, senior airmen that are getting ready to become staff sergeants, or maybe they are staff sergeants, they're E5s. So they just got troops. So... As you as you finish your education, right, or not your education, but your training, you get to your first duty station, you finish your training, um, hopefully you have a mentor or you should become the mentor that finds a person's why. You build that trust, you build the communication so that way you can figure out what a person's why is and that motivates them at work um, as well. So what tends to happen and what, it, what should happen is that if you're trying to get a degree in cybersecurity, but let's say you build bombs. You're not going to have experience, right? You're not going to get experience from the military per se, but there's always ways around this. So for starters, um, there's nothing saying that you can't get a second job in the military, right? So um, you could get a second job in your free time using your cybersecurity knowledge to help a local company, right? Uh, or you can volunteer your time doing cybersecurity stuff um, with local companies or something like that. Let's say you have a, uh, uh, and what I told them, I said, are there any anybody that can code here? And like 10, 10 young airmen raised their hands. And I said, um, think about the things that you could devise and make just absolutely awesome in the Air Force with your coding skills. Just a simple app, right? And this is how you capture this performance is that um, not everything is job performance on your EPRs. So when you go to the whole airman concept stuff, or you go to the leadership stuff, 
um, you need to be, you need to be practical and you need to be thinking like five, six, seven years in the future. Okay. I have coding experience. So now I'm going to use this coding experience to make my flight, my squadron, my group, or my wing or a matchcom better. And you document that on your EPRs. And I think a key thing to remember here is that, um, as you go up and as you grow up in the military, um, you need to think and you need to plan eight, nine months out ahead for to win awards, to get good EPR ratings, right? And if that trust and that communication there is with your team, when you start talking about innovation and you start doing things that are different from the norm, they're not going to look at you like you're someone crazy. They're going to say, actually, I, I know this person has my back, so I'm going to have theirs and I'm actually going to listen. And um, that is how you save time on things. That is how you cut equipment costs on things. That is how you can increase morale. That is how you can say, hey, who, who codes here? Okay, here's a problem. Let's plug that person into that. And what happens is this snowball effect starts to happen. And then 10, 15, 20 years goes by and you have this incredible resume that you get from your EPRs, right? And your knowledge and experience help you helps you with your EPRs and awards while in the military. But it also just so happens that now you also have experience with coding, with um, IT stuff, with um, with cybersecurity, or even like electrical trade. Like you name it, almost anything can be done to where you have that real world experience now to get your foot in the door at a at a company. And all of that can be done while you are serving active duty. That's uh, I I love it, Keith. Because you rolled in. Uh, about 25,000 different leadership characteristics within that that one, uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Sorry. speech that you just gave us there, which I love it, man. So anybody, again, this, uh, we try to reach out all different type of uh, the spectrum, a full spectrum of leadership uh, and information here. Uh, you nailed a couple of key things. One, how to get relevant experience with the, your choice of degree or your career path that you really think you're interested in outside of the United States military. Still getting 100 at your job, making your making your mission better. You attributed that, but man, you really hit on some key leadership stuff that I hope whoever's listening to this takes away either one realizing you got a gap uh, there that maybe you can seek some opinion and and some feedback. And if you are a leader, uh, filling a leadership role, then and you're not doing this, maybe it'll resonate with you and you can start doing it. Is know your people. That's what I heard through the entire thing you were just saying, and maybe that's because uh, I, I look to help people, but. Know your people, know what they're trying to get done, because, man, you're in a position or some people listen to this are in a position to help that young service member uh, realize a dream. Listen, uh, long gone are the days like when you're at work and you're wearing your uniform uh, and we're getting after mission, hacking the mission, as some would say, I need you all in. I need you ready, ready to rock and roll. Our nation depends on it. Right. Not in every situation, in every point in time. But when it's go time, I need you ready to go. Um, but at the same time. Man, I don't need you uh, 24 hours a day thinking about that job. You're going to do something else. Like you said, man, we hang this up. I'm, I have my, my tan T-shirt so long. Right. But you hang this up at some point in time, I'll probably still always wear one of these because it's habit. Now, I got Air Force <laughs> T-shirts on and my blue T or my brown T-shirt. But anyway, um, no matter what that time frame is, we're all going to separate at some point in time. And being a leader that helps your people, whether that's an Airman, Soldier, Sailor, Marine, Coast Guard, Guardian, whatever, uh, helps your people realize their potential maybe they don't see. And you hit that on the head when you said, what's your why? Um, you know, and, and we'll come back to that for you uh, and let, and have the team hear what your why is. Uh, I think I might already know, but I've, I've served with it before. <laughs> but, but anyway, so just also just, it's an awesome way to talk about not only how to prepare for the future, right? You've created this platform that gives people awesome connectivity, 
man, I'd be just shocked, literally shocked to death if Keith Heimerts can't find a, uh, something out there in the world that uh, brings you passion and you can help connect other people and, and help people grow, man, and find their dreams uh, because that's what you're really good at. But uh, don't let me put that on you. You do use what you want to do in life, but you've just been really good at that. I'm just hint, wink, wink. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of companies out there looking for a, a talent manager or, you know, a talent recruiter or something of that nature. But uh, man, you you bring a lot to the team. And I love how you lace everything with leadership because it shows people your true character, I think, and, and your heart to help people. But man, is there anything that we didn't capture about SkillBridge, uh, and I'm going to link SkillBridge in because there might be some people that don't even know what SkillBridge is that's listening to this for the first time. I'll link in uh, your SkillBridge network. But is there anything that we didn't cover, man, that you want to go back and readdress or, or just add on to? Yeah, I just want to say have a good time. Uh, I think we we get kind of wrapped up in this military stuff, and we forget to laugh. And uh, you blink, and your time goes by, and... You know, when you when you're reliving all of those past memories of all the bases that you've been to, the people that you've hung out with, like honest to God, like capitalize on every one of those opportunities to make someone better, to make yourself better and to just laugh and have a good time and enjoy this experience. Other people's drama is not your drama. Have a good time. That's awesome, man. I appreciate it. And thanks again uh, just for your heart to serve uh, all of our service members. And you saw a need. Uh, I can't believe. Um, we haven't had something like this before, but I'm sure glad you spotted it, found it, and then uh, uh, fixed the problem. You had a solution for it, man. So so good on you for that. Uh, I hope a lot of other people can take your lead on other issues out there that have gaps in them, right? I know there's a lot of work we're trying to do with the EFMP. I just talked to a good friend of mine and just the struggles there. And there's a, a lot. I don't want to get turn this podcast, this particular episode of Airman's <laughs> Time into that. But uh, just maybe there might be somebody out there that has a solution. And you always strike me as a person, and I've seen it through the actions of Hey, there's a problem. I got a solution. Here's where we're going to roll out and fix it. And, and I think you've seen there's some people that might throw some negativity at it, try to slow it down. Uh, but after uh, Keith has had a chance to show what he can do, man, I, I think there's a lot of people in your corner that will support you. So hopefully other people can see that and pick up on it and identify other problems to fix. But um, before I let you off here, man, um, let's talk about what your why is. What What, what is Keith's why? Because you talk about that a lot about people need to know and understand what their why is. Uh, what What is yours, man, if you're willing to share it? I have thought long and hard about that for years and years and years. And it always comes back to just helping people. I think it was the way I was raised, you know. And uh, so if you're not familiar, if where I'm from, it's in, in you're driving on two lane roads <laughs> and you wave at somebody, that Are other person. Huh? Most of the, well, I, I guess that depends <laughs> if it's not paved. <laughs> You better wave, right? But yeah. if it is paved, the other person 99.9% .9 of the time is going to wave, you know? And if somebody needs help with something, like there are yeah. no questions asked. You just jump up without even thinking about it. And you're already over there just helping that other person. And I think that's what life is all about. That's so much bigger than the military. That is so much bigger than everything. And it's just, it's just helping other people just go through this experience, you know, and um, coming out the other end is a better person. Honest to God, that's what it's all about. And that just motivates me, you know, and when you see that and you give everything you have to somebody um, in the expectation and knowing that once they've picked it up and they've gone through, um, you know, that turmoil to really figure it out themselves, they're going to pass it on too. And, um, you know, that's what it's all about. That's awesome. Well, Keith, Thanks for being on with us tonight, man. Thanks for your leadership. 
Thanks for the service to, uh, to our nation. I uh, don't want to let you get out of here without saying thank you for that again. And to your family, man. You got a, such a sweet family uh, that's also been sacrificing along the way. So thank you for everything you've done uh, for our nation and all of our service members. Uh, to, the, to the rest of the informed airman family, we out.